Welcome to episode number 184, Feelings, Emotion, and True Identity. Now I will tell you a secret about me. Every day I get into the shower and a thought goes through my mind. Am I happy? And then I laugh about the question. I have long since stopped worrying about the momentary happiness and whether I am feeling happy at any one moment in time. I know that happiness is really a result of daily spiritual processes and I'm not a moment in time. And yet the question still comes to my mind every day. However, I know that the question is a deep-seated one. When you consider another question or emotion that consistently rises to our consciousness and sometimes our unconsciousness, who am I? Now, this is not a genetics question for the most part. This is not necessarily a question about grandmas and grandpas. This is a question of the definition of me. How do I view myself as a person? What are my qualities, traits, talents, abilities, and then how do those fit into the community and world that surrounds me? There exists a deep need in almost every person to understand their identity. In fact, there are perhaps thousands of books that have explored the idea from self-help to philosophy. Happiness plays a central role in the identification of that identity. At least, that is what the world around us preaches regularly. Do what makes you happy. Follow your heart. Listen to your inner voice. Now, I can certainly understand this perspective and approach when one does not believe that we existed previous to life as spiritual beings. If you have no previous experience, then your identity would certainly be something new to you and something to create. But I would propose that your identity is not new, that you already have formed an identity, and that our deep-seated desire to find that identity is due in part to having lost it in some senses when we accepted the veil that covers our minds in mortality. We come to mortality in some ways like an amnesia patient, understanding and feeling deeply that we have an identity, but not fully understanding why we feel this way. We have a set of spiritual emotions and memories that have constructed our personality, our tendencies, our preferences, our desires, and really who we are. And I personally believe that our mortal and spiritual minds are searching for that identity that built those experiences. And that identity is then wrapped into a mortal body with a secondary set of emotions, chemistry, and mortal experience. Now our pre-mortal identity is really our primary identity and it influences almost everything we do here on the earth and in mortality. It would be impossible for the spiritual nature we developed over eons in the pre-mortal worlds not to be the dominant identity that would emerge here in mortality. I fully believe that we mature in mortality to become similar to the identity we possessed in the pre-mortal worlds. Now I say similar because our mortal bodies come with some powerful emotional elements that often command our attention. While our spirit tends to dominate over time, as we allow it to, the mortal body chemistry can most certainly take over for periods of time, fully dominating our spiritual identity. This is fairly obvious to those listening to this podcast. Mental and emotional illness is the definition of the mortal body overtaking the emotional system and creating a false mortal identity. Our depression, anxiety, mania are not emotions emanating from a pre-mortal divine spiritual experience. They are body chemistry, overtaking spiritual direction and spiritual emotional controls. 
we are most certainly not and should not be identified by depression, anxiety, or bipolar. These chemical and biological anomalies are not part of our spiritual nature, but simply part of living in a fallen world, meaning that once we are resurrected into perfect bodies, these illnesses will no longer be a part of our body chemistry. They are false narratives and false signals that cause us to feel emotions that are not real in a sense. Sadness and depressive feelings have a place in our emotional chemistry, and they do serve a purpose. So does anxiety. I mean, we know that our Father in Heaven and Savior feel to weep at times and to feel anxiety for us. We know that they feel joy. Emotion is intended to create action within us. And feelings of sadness, joy, anxiety, peace, injustice, fear, and anger are intended to keep us safe and also provide a method to direct us based on our pre-mortal learning and experience. Emotions drive us in very specific directions. It is important to understand that while the spiritual pre-mortal identity should be the dominant influence in our lives, we can, by our own choices, allow mortal chemistry, emotional chemistry, and mortal emotions to become the dominant influence. When we ponder deeper ideas, meanings of life, and our identity, we most often look to our feelings and emotions to determine who we are. It is important to understand a couple of things about our emotions and feelings that are critical to the establishment of that true identity. The first is that not all emotions in mortality are real, represent the truth, or even represent our identity. Emotions can be falsified by the body and mind and yet feel very real at times meaning our mortal body and mind can create all types of false indicators. I know that isn't very comforting, but anyone who has had mental illness knows that this is true. We deal with false indicators of emotion all the time. They are part of the mortal experience to a greater or lesser extent, and when you deal with mental and emotional illness, it is to the greater extent. The second thing we should understand about our emotions is that they do create our reality and in so doing, create an identity. While our emotions can be falsified, they can also be very real and true. They can represent us in a true way and lead us to truth, light, and ultimately the exalted life. Much of the light of Christ we feel is our previous identity being revealed to us through the manifestation of the power of the atonement of Christ, meaning that through the atonement of the Savior, we are allowed to reach back into our emotional memory and bring back our true identity. By the same token, we can also bury that identity if we ignore that light given to us and we allow our mortal bodies to dictate our truth. We are actually given that choice. As we respond to the light of Christ in Revelation and then the Spirit of the Lord given to us, our previous identity is brought into our lives and we can truly feel and know of the reality of the doctrine, principles, and laws of celestial life we learned previous to this life. We have already been taught the truth bountifully before we came to mortality, and we are fully aware of the truth of the gospel. However, because of mortal chemistry and a veil placed over our minds, we are given opportunity to explore and discover the truth within mortal constraints. Those with strong, pre-mortal, Celestial habits and connections often deeply feel the desire to find their true premortal identity and seek it out. 
Those with weaker tendencies and habits tend to rely more upon mortal chemistry and feelings that create an identity based more within core mortal emotions. However, it is important to understand that we all possess deep premortal spiritual connections, identities, and emotional experiences. But we can choose to leave those behind, or we can search within the spirit and reconnect with our true spiritual nature. When I ask myself, am I happy each morning? The real question is, am I doing those things I need to be doing to reconnect to my true spiritual nature? Those experiences and identity that I can call my true identity. Or am I leaning more towards mortal chemistry? My spiritual emotional experience previous to mortal life is my true identity. Mortality is a shell, an experience to teach valuable principles about the interconnection of physical elements and spiritual elements. It is to be a proving ground for our true spiritual nature. Now, in mortality, we've been given the full opportunity to develop as we desire and to create our identity within the mortal sphere. However, mortal emotional chemistry without a dominant spiritual identity is really a building without a foundation. Unless mixed with the spiritual nature of our previous life, our mortal emotional chemistry is no different than the great and spacious building. Feels very real and solid when you are within its walls and floors, but has no real foundation. Once you are outside of this mortal world, the reality of all of it will come crashing down. Identities built upon this mortal chemistry will crumble with the loss of the mortal body. A state of confusion will occur as we enter that spiritual world. What was once a solid building will now be rubble, but then also a serious problem will exist within us. Something dangerous occurs when we allow the false indicators of mortal chemistry to build our identity. It changes the nature of our spirit. We can allow our mortal chemistry to change the nature of our spiritual chemistry or our spiritual emotions and feelings. We can allow a false identity to become our reality, but without a spiritual foundation of truth. When we allow the mortal to define the spiritual, a change occurs within our spiritual nature, and our spirit can take on the mortal emotional chemistry as its identity. Our spirits are subject to mortal emotional forces, changes, and experiences as we allow for it. We can change the very nature and identity of our spirits to match the mortal chemistry that emanates from our mortal bodies. And that is a very dangerous identity, one referred to in the scriptures as the natural man. Our mortal bodies seem to have the capacity to make significant changes to our spiritual nature within short time frames. And those changes can be long-lasting, enduring, and create alternative identities to the one we developed in the pre-mortal worlds. So, why is all this so important to understanding mental and emotional illness? When we feel those emotional voices and chemical signals that overwhelm our spiritual nature, we need to understand that these emotions are false signals, that they do not represent our reality or our nature. Our mental and emotional illness is just as the great and spacious building in the Book of Mormon, described by Lehi and Nephi. Inside of those emotions and that building, our emotions can feel very real and solid. But from the perspective of the tree of life, which is the Savior, the building actually has no foundation or support. While those emotions feel real and can very much feel like an identity, they are only false walls and imaginary floors. 
I know that what we feel in any one moment is interpreted by our brains to be our reality. And we view the reality of the world through our emotional state. That is the way the brain is set up to work, at least in the mortal sense. But we do have some capacity to step outside of those emotions and see them for what they are, a false building with no support. Now that doesn't change the emotions or the feelings and it doesn't necessarily change the pain and suffering of that moment. But for me, when I can identify them as false, meaning that I can view them as a depression, anxiety, or mania, rather than real true emotions, I can fight my fight with an appropriate perspective. The fight is a very different one when you are standing in the building or when you are standing at the tree of life. It doesn't change everything and the fight is still a fight. But with the Savior, the fight is far easier than inside of the building and without him. Our tendency inside the building is to allow these feelings to determine our identity and our reality. Outside the building, our tendency is to seek out the Savior and to restore our true identity, spiritual nature, and seek for truth. Now, even when we are outside of the building and can see our emotional reality from proper perspectives, we can get lost in strange emotional roads if we leave the tree or the source of truth. It is not enough to understand that our emotions are false and do not represent reality in mental illness. We must seek out truth and our true identity from the true source. Otherwise, we will be wandering on strange roads, seeking our true nature and identity within the philosophies of the world. We can easily get lost in the philosophies of the world telling us what our true identity should be and defining our feelings for us. When we feel strange emotions, the world tells us that we must follow those emotions, develop them, and the resulting identity to its conclusion. The psychological world does not recognize our spiritual natures and our previous identity developed long before this earth. Psychology relies upon observation of the mortal body and the conditions that surround it. It can only observe those conditions and then make conclusions based on what it sees. This is the origin of the entire psychological world of truth, and we tend to see it as the whole truth rather than simple observations of the natural man. Freud's whole conclusions were based upon observations of the natural man. And he does a great job of defining and explaining what the natural man is. But the natural man is not an identity. It is the genetic tendencies of the mortal body. And natural man tendencies do not lead to happiness or a true spiritual identity. Those who wander on strange roads will continue to wander, ever learning but never able to come to true knowledge, understanding, and identity. Now the world is full of these strange roads and many lead right back to the building without a foundation. They will tell you that your identity is how you interpret your mortal emotions, that your identity is unique to you and that by developing and identifying with mortal emotions, you will find fulfillment and happiness. The truth is, is that not all mortal emotions are real and developing false indicators will not lead to fulfillment or happiness. One must seek the identity previously developed before coming into mortality, and that can only be sought through the light of Christ, the Spirit of the Lord, and covenants that provide for management of the mortal emotional state. The only way to happiness is to discover your true premortal spiritual identity and to develop your mortal emotions to be like your spiritual identity. 
Now, I will note that in past episodes, I have noted that our spirits did not come to this earth in perfection. They weren't perfect. We developed some spiritual weaknesses before we came here, meaning that our spiritual nature still needs some development. As evidenced by the world's divided tendencies to do good or evil, we all came to the earth at different levels of development and capacity. However, each of us was given full opportunity to seek out our true identity and to develop our spiritual capacity. The beauty of mortality is that mortal chemistry can aid in accelerating our spiritual development. While our mortal body has great power to change the nature of our spirits for evil, it also has the same capacity and ability to change our nature for good as we rely upon the atonement, repentance, grace, and the capacity of the Savior to make those changes. While there exists many disadvantages to mental and emotional illness, there exists a great benefit to having mental and emotional illness. We can, in very specific ways, understand that mortal chemistry can and does produce powerful emotional states that are false indicators and should be discarded. We learn one of the most valuable lessons of mortality, that the chemical emotional systems of the mortal body are not an identity, nor do they create identity but they are valuable teaching and training tools that can be used to find and develop our true spiritual nature. We already possess an identity, a mission, and a purpose in this life. We have the tools to seek out that identity through personal revelation and divine understanding. The Lord desires that we fully understand who we are by understanding who we were before we came to this earth, and He will help us to do so if we ask and listen. That is the journey of identity, and it was always intended to be taken with the Savior. May you seek out your true spiritual identity and find happiness in the journey and in your spiritual identity. Until next week, do your part so that the Lord can do His.